welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes and I'm so happy you're with us today. Last night at dinner, amazingly, my own husband asked me how I can be so sure there really for certain is a life after death, if you can believe that. Well, I said, well, for one thing, there is so much completely consistent evidence of so many different kinds. And no, I did not just pour my glass of wine over his head, although I was tempted Instead, I took it as a good sign that he is starting to care about his wife's big interest after all these years. He's a lifelong Catholic, after all, and for the first 20 years of our marriage, his big worry was that I was for certain going to go to hell. So I took his new open-mindedness as a big step forward. And actually, it is a big step forward. In fact, more and more people all over the world are open-mindedly discovering a new curiosity about what happens after death. Just like my husband, who for most of his whole life, or at least the whole time I've known him, didn't even want to know what happens after death. He had it all figured out because he was a Catholic, right? And now as finally minds are starting to open up all over the world, Seek Reality Online is finally ready to help all of them, including amazingly even my husband, to finally begin to learn the truth about what happens after death. And some of the evidence that supports that truth goes back a very long way. Our guest this week is Riley Haggerty, who's with us for the seventh time. Riley is one of our repeated guests that I especially enjoy. For the past 30 years, he's been devoting himself to the indispensable work of researching and documenting the great physical mediums of historic spiritualism. And he's published a number of really good books, including The French Revelation about the independent voice medium Emily French. Portraits from Beyond about the Bangs sisters, the direct voice about the medium Elizabeth Blake, and Spectral Evidence Volumes 1 and 2, which are compilations of mind-blowing mediumistic events during the heyday of spiritualism. And this, this stuff goes way back, more than a century, believe it or not. And it, Riley has also sat with most of the current inter- internationally known physical mediums, and many of these people are not even sitting anymore for the public. His wife, Caroline, is a practicing clairvoyant medium in her own right. Now, Spectral Evidence Volume 3 is just out, and Riley is here in fine form to talk about that one. Riley, welcome. I'm so happy to have you back with us again. Thanks for having me again. Just a a little more of an introduction. that Riley has been actually researching and writing for, as I say, more than 30 years. And Spectral Evidence 3 is actually his ninth book. It's similar to the first two books in this series, Spectral Evidence 1 and 2, and it continues to document evidence of really mind-blowing spiritual events which manifested through some of our greatest physical mediums. In this particular book, he's quite certain that the mediums are unknown, and they're certainly unknown, unknown to me. Even enthusiasts of this subject have never heard of most of them, such as 
Lancelot Bryce of New Zealand. I've never heard of him. The Moore Sisters of Scotland. The British medium William Eglinton. Never heard of him either. And Marcia Swain of Buffalo, New York. Mrs. Cecil Cook of New York City. Never heard of them either. So how do you <laughs> find all these people? Well, after 30 years of research, you just, they come to you. But you don't really mean that. They didn't like tap you on the shoulder spectrally and say, hey, make sure you look me up? When it comes to this kind of thing, there's no coincidences. Oh, yeah, the, whole, the whole thing ended up that way. I mean, the beginning of my research was the same kind of thing. It's all just been, I think I've been spiritually influenced from the get-go, the very start. And these, after you've researched for so long, you almost have to, you have to go through these hurdles, I think. The more you dig and the more you unearth, all these mediums that you never knew of just start to pop up. And I go deeper into my own library. I've looked at these books over decades, rare books. And uh, it's almost like listening to an album. You listen to it once, then you, then you listen to it again, like the Beatles' White Album. The more you listen to it, the more you find. So with these books, it's the same kind of thing. I go through my library. Every year I go through it again, and it's like 500 books. So, so you're saying that you have these books and you just go through them again and again and you keep finding more material. Yeah, because originally in 1986, my mission was to try to find the answers to life after death because I had lost my fiance to leukemia. She was only 29 and it put a stop to my musical career. But so large was the experience of her visions right before she passed away at Johns Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore that it turned my whole life around. So my first initial quest was to just try to find some kind of answer. Instead of just walking away and carrying grief and loss on my back like a backpack, a lot of people do. But I just said I'm not giving up until I find the answers to life after death. And it was so large that I gave up my musical career, which was, which was very successful. So the first phase is I found the answers I was looking for. After, oh, 10 years into the research, I was already convinced. I mean, the first body of research with my first book, Emily French, I was convinced just from that right at the get-go. So evidential was her, her case and her mediumship and her selflessness and the phenomena itself, independent voice, her case, I would put one case to prove life after death and spirit communication with Emily French. I could pick dozens, but she's my hero as far as saving my mind from grief. And no, no one can dance around her case. She took no money. She was selfless. She was older. She was deaf. And she was investigated by one of the most famous attorneys in Buffalo, who set out initially to catch her in fraud because what he had heard was so outlandish to him, spirits talking their own voices. He, of course, thought she was a ventriloquist, but that's absurd. You know, she was 60-some years old and feeble. Anyways, the first phase, like I told you, was to find the answers to life after death. After all that, 10, 15 years in, the second 15 years of research was dedicated to documenting and archiving 
the records of our great mediums because the world deserves these truths. They're buried in obscurity for a century and a half. So now my mission is to resurrect the, the wondrous things that have been done, proving conclusively a thousand times over and more life after death. And so now, you know, it's unfortunate that so long ago, these great truths were buried by science, the church, prejudice, into the cemetery of obscurity. And if those truths could have been known, if they weren't buried, they could have changed the course of the world. Oh, amen to that, my dear. And you can easily, you can look out of the world right now, you can see right now that we are not progressing as a species. We just, I just don't get that feeling. But these great truths, which were buried, that have put us forward as a species, if people understood these great spiritual truths. So now uh, I'm dedicated to uh, archiving and bringing, bringing to the light of day the great, great things these mediums did for the world. That's my, that's my statement now. I'm, I'm resurrecting their, their work. And it may take generations for my work to be discovered. I can tell you this, Roberta, I've done global Zoom meetings, several, and people from all over the world have told me, especially people that are older, getting in their 80s and 90s, that the truths that they discovered in my books changed the course of their thinking, and it liberated their minds once and for all before they left this world, that they finally found the spiritual truths they were looking for. And to hear that, even from one person who's in the, in the twilight of their life, say it saved their mind. They finally found the truth they're looking for before they leave this world. Even just one person saying that, my work is worthwhile. Now you understand why I do what I do, my dear. That's exactly how I feel. 80 to 90% of people don't know the truth about our eternal lives. No. And most people don't know, too, that what you are researching and preserving for people, which is precious work that you're doing now, um, that was the heyday of, of um, deep trance and physical mediumship. So what the work that you're doing is priceless work. But um, can you tell us a little bit more about uh, that, 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 that time? I was brought up in private Roman Catholic schools. And of course, uh, my prejudice was deep against these people because of their, their, I don't know, their weaponry was fear. You know, how the strict Catholic schools can be, it's just the you know, terrible experience. So I knew that that wouldn't supply anything. I had, I had a blank, blank sheet. And I, all I knew is that someone I knew and loved had disappeared. And like a puff of smoke that happens every day to thousands and thousands of people. But I just said, I'm, I'm stopping everything. To the shock of many people in the music business, I said, I'm stopping everything. And uh, I'm not going to explain why. I'm just going in search of something. And I just started reading uh, anything I could get my hands on. I went to rare bookstores. And then I finally discovered... Uh, Emily French, my brother, actually found 
Yes, and she, I should just say that she's a famous, famous medium. Everyone should know that you you were, God led you to that book because whatever you found, because she was the real, real deal. No question whatsoever in my mind, because I, during my search, uh, I could not find information about her. And suddenly I have this book in front of me that my brother found at a yard sale in San Diego. It was Edward Randall's second book, The Dead Have Never Died. Uh-huh. That that changed the course of everything. I knew that there was mediums out there that had left, that had wondrous, wondrous gifts. You know, so I stayed with it and found, I mean, I had no computer even. No. I had no computer and I had the old-fashioned way of, Traveling to bookstores, libraries, historical societies. I went to England, Australia, all traveling to find out what I could. And I finally realized that Edward Randall had a body of work, five published books about Emily French, long out of print, rare and hard to find. There's reprints now of two or three of them, but I found material that was never published before, put it all together, and I was going to a, there's no question in my mind that Emily French was involved because I could not find a photograph of her. Yes. Even like five years into the, the search, I could not find a photograph. And something just led me to look through an old, musty pile of uh, genealogists I had. But I just picked one out. She was from Rochester. I called her up. I just picked one randomly from the list. Called her up. And she said, hello. I told her my name, what I was doing. It turns out that at that very moment, she had been doing a genealogical search about Emily French. <laughs> and this led me not only to what she was doing, I almost dropped the phone when I heard her say it. Tell me that's you know, a coincidence, whatever, one, whatever word you want to use. Of course, it's not a coincidence. That spirit influence, no question. Right. So she says, not only am I doing a search for Emily French, but here's the the names and the phone numbers of her great great grandsons who are still living. Oh wow! So within within ten minutes, I had on the phone both of her grandsons. They were crying. It was like a oh. it was quite a moment. Wow. So and one of them said, "Oh, I have all kinds of photographs." So I was like. Oh. <laughs> What do you know, Emily? Emily French did that. No question in my mind she did that. I can only hear that word coincidence so many times that it's like, it's getting boring. Getting boring saying the word coincidence. It doesn't work anymore. No, there are no coincidences. Not at all. Got about to the facts. Spirit influence, no question about it. Oh, totally. That's what started the whole thing. And then then I realized the, the world of wonders as time moved on, I realized that it, it was pretty much within the boundaries of a century, a little more than a century, 1848, the advent of the Fox sisters in Hydesville, which is only an hour from my house. Then oh. to around 1960, I'd say 1848 to 1960 would be the century of wonders. Yes. Of course, this does not include the indigenous cultures thousands of years prior to that. I mean, modern spiritualism, which would mean the Fox sisters at Hodgesville, onward. So the deeper I went into the research, the more books I
And back in the 80s and early 90s, there was plentiful uh, old bookstores before the internet ruined all that. You know, you would have all of these wonderful used rare bookstores. Those are a section of the occult. And I found numerous, numerous books, rare books on spiritual that you can't find now. You can find them on the internet, very expensive. And there's reprints, but it was so much fun. I wouldn't take anything back because the old fashioned way of finding books is to me the only way. You know, the musty smelling, sequestered nooks of the old book guy, the old guy with his cardigan and sweater on, the classical music playing in the background. You know, you can't beat it. The musty smell, it's like, oh, the old bookstores are. They're rare, but they're still out there. So uh, I just kept going and going and going. And now here we are 30 years later with my ninth book about to be published. There's just loads of information about these books. So my claim is, is that books and what the great mediums have done have proved 10,000 times over the proof of life after death and spirit return. It's already been done. Oh, I feel the same way, Riley. That's how I first convinced myself about life after death was um, in the 60s. I I frequented old bookstores and, and also libraries. Sometimes I was able to buy the book that was in the library. They didn't even want it. Um, no, you're right. We were lucky to be able to be out doing that stuff back when uh, when the, you could get those books almost for free. No, it was wonderful. Some of them I found were even signed by the author. Oh, well, I don't know that I have, I think I'm, I'm not sure I have any signed ones, but yeah, you could get those books very inexpensively. Nobody wanted them. I mean, signed by the mediums. Uh, Signed by the mediums. I have, I don't think I have any of those. I have Man's Survival After Death by Charles Tweedell, 1904. And it's signed at a right, one of the greatest, Direct voice mediums of all time. Oh, wow. Who, who it turns out, here's another gem of research. She was born in my hometown, at a right. And of, of all things, I have her book. You know, it's like, oh, my goodness. Look at you. But you know what? The, uh, what I say is if modern, in modern days here, with electronic devices and people trying to communicate with the afterlife, let us not forget the great archives of what has already happened because you can, you're open-minded. You, your chances are you're not going to find a medium in these modern times. It's just getting rarer and rarer. No. And I mean truly great eventual mediums are one in 10 million, if you're lucky. Not compared to the heyday of spiritualism when there was a medium almost in every family. Oh, right, but right. if you look exactly. into the archives of what has taken place, especially the teachings, there is no doubt. If you weigh all the evidence, there is the proof you're looking for as far as death. If you believe the written word, you cannot get around these facts. And so I say that the facts of life after death, spirit return, have been proved 10,000 times over or more. You can well, find these truths. You can on with your life. You know, it's, our society needs it because if our society truly knew spiritual truth, things wouldn't be so twisted as they are right now. You know, the 
hatred and shootings and things just seem out of whack now. And I think that the spiritual truth can save a lot of people's Don't you agree? You're absolutely right. And, and fear of death is the base fear. And we have allowed fear to so overwhelm our culture. And this is worldwide. It isn't just in the United States or even in just the Western countries. It's worldwide. And once we can get past the fear of death and people truly start thinking on an eternal frame, it's going to change everything, everything. about the way we live, work, think, and, and are. And so that's what you're working on. We have the same job, you and I. Yep. Precisely. If any of these, let's just say as an example, you know, these corrupt people in power, you know, if, if no matter what side of the fence they're on, they knew. You're right. It doesn't matter. They're exactly. doing to their own destiny. They would never do what they're doing. Everybody has this, <laughs> this blind belief in some savior. It doesn't exist. You know, it's, it's really sad for me to see. I mean, to each his own. I'm not going to pass judgment on someone, what, they, what beliefs they follow. But this whole concept with Christianity of fear and damnation, it's like, whatever made someone think that they're not good enough just as they are? How about that? You know, every person is a gem mm -hmm. in the universe. There's no, no one's committed any sins. No one's going to be condemned. There's no savior. There's no gods. You have yourself, and you've done nothing wrong. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All these people think they've sinned, and they've done these terrible things, and they've born in sin. It's like, oh, it's so false. It's not true. The universe is far more wonderful than that. And actually, um, Jesus, Jesus doesn't uh, – he actually came to abolish – I'm going to say something which is true, um, and it's actually in the Gospels, but they ignore the Gospels. Jesus came to abolish the concept of sin. But the Romans didn't uh, like that idea, so they, they were the ones who established the concept of sin. That's our next website after, after Seek Reality Online. Whether Jesus was real or a mythological hybrid, the, the basic teachings of what was said a five-year-old could understand basic simple love love your neighbor treat them like you would treat yourself be courageous and true to yourself stand up for your you know for yourself always live the truth i don't know what could be more confusing to anybody else besides those basic truths well they ignore him anyway i mean they just they just treat him like a sacrifice that's not who Jesus was. Jesus was real. I think the, the Shroud of Turin proves he was real, but they don't care what he said. They just want him to be a sacrifice. I mean, it's a much, you and I could talk about that, and, and I could tell you a lot of things which I think would surprise you about Jesus. But the point is, Christianity is not based in Jesus or in his teachings. Christianity is based in what the Romans taught 300 years after his death. But let's talk about what you learned about death and what you learned about the fact that death doesn't exist is actually something which it's a terrible illusion actually I, I mean we see the body die and we think the person died but the person didn't die at all and that's what you learned from these mediums right. i mean you preserved some some evidence 
which was so essential and you preserved it just in time. Because if you hadn't found those books and if you hadn't used what was in those books to write the books you wrote, and that those books that you wrote are a treasure trove. I've read, I've read most of your older books. I haven't read the most recent ones because I've been so busy, but I've read the older ones. And I mean, um, the, you know, the book about, about uh, Mrs. French and the other books, so essential because the evidence they produced was amazing and it couldn't be duplicated today because people don't have the ability anymore to develop the talents those women had, those people had. Now, I've watched it carefully and it takes years. It just takes, if you study any subject for 30 years, you're going to see patterns and you start to see the, the whole complete yeah. story. And with the 19th century came materialism and then the distractions started happening, and then the false mediums, and then the, you know, the spiritualism haters and prejudice. And then as time marches on, you have now the, you know, cell phone towers and social media, and now it's just, it's almost dangerous to be a medium right now because people have cell phones in their pockets, and the spirits see, they knew this. They knew 150 years ago, whatever, they knew this was coming, see? So they, they smartly said, we're going to open up the floodgates of spiritual events like the world has never seen before. And they did. They opened up the gates. And it started to fade around 1970, 1965, right around there, even though two of the great mediums, Leslie Flint and uh, David LeBaron, they were the last oh, yeah. two great independent voice and materialization mediums were those two. And then you can see now the state of affairs, you know. It, it's not possible for people to develop these skills anymore, partly because of, frankly, electric lights. People don't, people can't sit in the dark and develop those skills. Um, Craig Hogan has for the past, oh, 15 years or so, been um he, he's had a, a a development circle going which is actually quite promising but for 15 years people have been sitting in the dark in his development circle only now are they beginning to get ectoplasm for example i mean these people have that it's taken that long for them to even get to that basic level that's how that's how hard it is nobody has that kind of patience anymore and there's no guarantee of what's happening uh, times have changed. The whole thing is not what it used to be. Spiritualism was something that happened, like the Beatles. Like the Beatles? <laughs> right. It, well, the Beatles came and went, but their their music lives on forever. Yeah. Through generations, the Beatles live on. Yeah. Spiritualism came and went, and its teachings live on. And then that's what I that's how I see it. It'd be like doing research on the Beatles. I mean, you're uh, archiving spiritualism. Because it came and went, and its teachings are right there. The whole thing is is right there, and that's why I feel compelled to just keep going with it so that whoever gets to it, they'll be transformed. And I, I couldn't say it enough that what people have told me in the Zoom meetings from all over the world, how they never knew these things took place. That's right. And when they found out it did, it transformed their entire way of thinking. Oh, I'm so glad they believe it still. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I've heard it from people all over the world. It's just so nice to hear. 
You know, I had never done Zoom meetings before. I'm just like, I'm not a geek by any stretch. So it was quite a thing. <laughs> I never, Are you sure? I never realized how many people were aware of my work. So it was so fulfilling to hear people from everywhere say they never knew who Emily French was, or they never knew who the Davenport brothers or the Dying Sisters or Realization or anything. And I can tell you, what I should tell you about is the newest one coming out, Spectre 11 Inch 3. It is packed, packed with wonders. I have my word. One of which is one of the most outstanding moments I consider in our history. The day after Abraham Lincoln was assassinated, British medium Emma Harding Britton, famous trans medium, approached and said, this is with one day's notice. Would you give the funeral oration for Abraham Lincoln? He says, without any hesitation, he said, let's do it. Wow. So in this book, it is, I, I had to edit the size of it because it would have taken up an entire chapter and probably tired the readers. But what, what greater moment can there be than that as far as a stamp of approval for spiritual? Wow. The 42-year-old woman, 42 with not less than a day notice no preparation nothing stand up at the cooper institute in new york city in front of three thousand people and give a an address of such power and beauty unlike anything i think ever recorded in spiritualism this one and she must have spoke for like, oh, an hour and 45 minutes in trance no less oh my goodness for abraham lincoln's funeral i mean that is a giant moment in spiritualism wow there's also a section in the book and speaking of abraham lincoln you know he actually held seances in the white house yes with the young young medium nettie colburn who was eventually to become nettie colburn maynard her trance seances right in the white house in front of abraham lincoln literally changed the course of the civil war wow these are historic moments that people just don't even, they don't realize. No, no. His wife was very into this stuff, very much. Yeah, yes. yes, she was. She was, she's the one who discovered Nettie Colburn. She heard about her and then she had a, she had a sitting with her and Colburn could go into trance within seconds and people would come and speak through her. And, and uh, Mrs. Lincoln was so, so amazed that she told Abraham Lincoln, so Lincoln summoned her to the White House. You can just imagine that moment. She was very young, yeah. very young, twenties, huh. and to be the, wow. pres the president. <laughs> but she so uh, amazing. The uh, some great moments in history: Emancipation Proclamation. That uh, they thought it was Daniel Webster who came through her and spoke to Lincoln directly about the uh, Emancipation Proclamation saying oh, it will be the crowning event of your life. You must go through with it no matter what. But if you have to lay your life oh, in the line, this will be your greatest, your greatest achievement, your greatest moment of your existence to stay with it. So yes. that changed the course of his thing there. And also yes. she went into trance whatever spirit it was you must go to the front lines because the Union forces are so paralyzed. They need to see, physically see your face. You must go right to the front oh. lines and let them see. 
down to the front lines of the war. Welcome, see you. And he did. And it changed the he did. whole civil war. They were dying of oh. illness, and they were demoralized, and no one cared, and people were dying. And so he went to the front lines, and it was directly from spirit influence. So it's right on record. So anybody can question anything they want, that are the, that are the facts. That's it. That's that's some of the great yeah. moments of spiritualism that people don't realize. But I'm going to document everything I can because those are important things to know. They are. They are. People believe, of course, we were. You know, the North was going to win, but it was not. It was that. Not that. It was not engraved in stone that the North was going to win the Civil War. Not at all. It was a near thing. Oh goodness! I know. Wow, that's amazing. Also, I have a chapter on Rudolph Valentino famous actor speaking through Leslie Flint. That's in the, wow. in the book, and I've got probably 16 little biographies and interesting stuff about 16 of the great famous I have that. I have a chapter on psychometry where a medium can any object can be put in their in their hands. They can tell you the history of what took place. And I have, uh, I told you, Emma Harding Britain's trance address. And then uh, independent voice medium, Mercia Swain from Buffalo, who was, as it turns out, practicing right around the time Emily French was in Buffalo, and not far away from where Emily French was with Edward Randall at his house, Buffalo. So here we have oh. another independent voice medium and discerning witnesses who documented as much as they could from the spirit addresses given. So here we have yet another circle who documented the evidence from the spirits. Not far from where Emily French was. It's, so, it's astounding. Really astounding. Yeah, and what it, was... Uh, the, the energies were so amazing at that time. <laughs> and, and right in your neighborhood, right in yes. sort of northern yeah. New York State. Yes. And they, uh, Emily French lived about 10 years longer than Marcia Swain, but Marcia Swain, I mean. But Marcia Swain's circle did a service that is one of the most dramatic ever recorded in spiritualism, even though uh, Emily French and Edward Randall did the same thing. Not as not quite as involved as Marcia Swain's, where they bring spirits, the spirit guides bring in souls who do not realize that they've passed away. Oh. And, and this is probably the greatest test of endurance and stamina and mental equilibrium to be sitting in a circle and a spirit comes demanding that you understand they're not dead when they are. Yeah. I can't think of any situation more potentially dangerous, but just you have to have your wits about you when a spirit is in the room just demanding that they're not dead when they are. You have to get yeah. them through get them through the drama and bring them to a realization. And so Marcia Swain's circle was well known for that. They did thousands of those. What a what a wonderful service to humanity. Yeah. And to the poor poor person who's trying to figure out what what the heck is going on here. 
you know, that millions of people wandering the earth probably right now. I don't mean evil spirits, even though there are certainly no, are. No, just very, very confused spirits. Well, not understanding what has happened. You know, they eventually do. Right. But they're, they had no spiritual knowledge beforehand. You take your average person. We have a friend of this program, Father Nathan Castle, who uh, occasionally is our guest, who in one of the services he performs is to help people nowadays who are in that situation. That's great. And he tells some of those stories. It's quite amazing. It goes on right right today, as you point out. Well, that's because that's why you have to have to have your wits about you. You have to have a discernment, like fooling around with a Ouija board or any form of right. spirit communication. Yeah, that's never a good idea. No Ouija boards, folks. Put well, you, those away. You, well, Ouija boards. Put them away. In the hands of people that are that are realized beings and they have a spiritual understanding. It's fine, because some of the greatest messages have come through Ouija boards, but you have to have your spiritual hat on straight and know what you're doing, because... Which most people don't. If you have some young kids that are fooling around with the Ouija board, and the spirit gets through because they're attracted to the light, the spirit gets through. Once they're in, they're in. And you have people that are inexperienced and young. Now there's a spirit in your space, and he's not, he's not going anywhere. Then, then you're in trouble, see. Right. So it's really better not to. We leave it to the experts, <laughs> please. No, it's really true. It's really true. And even now, I've sat with all the contemporary physical mediums of the present day. I've sat with most of them. I'm going to see that Gary Mannion next week with my wife. We're going to go see him. But you have to be careful because even being a phenomenon medium right now, I don't know what level of physical mediums, what, what's going on. I've sat with most of them, and it's, I don't want to criticize anyone. But it's almost a burlesque version of what the kind of mediums I've archived and researched about. The truly great mediums, the sciences were so different. So now, if you have a physical medium out there seeking fame and fortune, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I'm saying that if you get one nutcase in that seance room. There's many walking around, especially now. It, who knows what could happen? It's really dangerous to have promiscuous seances anymore because you don't know who's out there. There are many people that are anti-seance, anti-spiritualism, anti-spirits. They don't quite get it. Haven't you went across people that are just anti Spiritualism. I don't quite understand what it is. Yeah. Whereas yeah. the Bible is a psychic book. There is psychic phenomena on almost every page of that book. And a lot of people just don't understand really a lot of what goes on in the Bible. No, they um, don't. They think of it as, quote, a holy book or God spoke to us in the book and so on. And, and frankly, that's not true either. Um so I don't know. I I, oh, I I think the work that you are doing is indispensable in preserving all of this in a scholarly way. Um, I, I it's there's a, this is really a gift that you're that you're putting together for people and preserving it and doing it in a scholarly way. 
in a, in a loving scholarly way. I, I so am grateful to you for what, for what you're doing. And I'm so glad that it's being appreciated worldwide. I, I wish I, I could do, give them all away for free. I, I would. Because right now I take, I take a, a portion, a percentage of everything. I give it to the animal shelters because I am an absolute animal lover. Animals come first with hmm. me, as does nature. First and foremost, I mean right down to the insect world. They're little shamans to me, every single one of them. Every animal on earth is a shaman to me, a blessing and a gift. I try to do that. and uh, My books are not that expensive. They're not. I, I made sure of that. And I should probably say on air here that you can find my books in White Crow Books, dot com and abebooks.com that's a great one bookfinder.com is a great one and of course amazon i don't try to do amazon too much even though you can find all my stuff on amazon you know, amazon's they've made enough money you know. and yeah, they, books. They're, they're doing pretty well on their own but <laughs> just in general everyone <laughs> for 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 people who may not who may be new to this area, um, anything that White Crow does that's sort of like the the Good Housekeeping seal of approval for spiritual books or books in this field. Uh, White Crow is a wonderful British company, and uh, anything that they do, you can be sure is 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 very good. And yeah. uh, uh, I I just uh, he's he's taken all my books now. They're all listed, I think, on White Crow. And, I hope uh, so. Yeah, he's wonderful. Wonderful guy, John Beecher. Yeah. We're coming toward the end of our time here. I could talk with you, frankly, all day long. Yeah, I could talk um, to you, too. What, what, what do you want people to understand, especially about what you're doing and why? Well, I think if, they, if I use myself as an example, it should be a compliment to people's intellect and their mind and their souls when I say I've spent 30 years doing it. I've never claimed to be an authority, but believe me, after 30 years, I do know what I'm talking about. I would never have said it 10 years in, or maybe even 15 years in, but now half my life dedicated to it. I do know, I, do, I, I know most of the players in historic spiritualism, most of the great mediums, and I'm still digging that, like my own example was I went in search of answers after a loss. So I found those answers. Then it moved onward into the teachings and then the, the great lives of the mediums. So it has everything. Uh, the life after death is proven 10,000 times over. So people, if you're searching for truth, spiritual truth, something that will free your mind and it will ease your mind, especially of where you're going, you realize that life is forever. No savior but yourself. And just have faith in yourself, then I'll feel better. I think that the archiving these great mediums, their legacy, something that, that helps humanity. That's what I want to leave to the world, something that helped everyone. Wonderfully said. 
Wonderfully said. Big hug, my dear. Thank you so much for coming and joining us. And and Riley Haggerty, his books are all wonderful. And I, I especially enjoyed the, the book about Mrs. French, but all of them are wonderful. And again, my dear friends, we've come to the end of our time together. This has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. I'm so happy you were with us today. Please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began, you never will end. And when you get what that means, it's going to change everything in your life for the better. Next week, our guest will be Camille Dan, who she's the mother of Aaron, who's in spirit, and his two brothers and one sister who are, are still with Camille here. Of course, if, as we know, Aaron is still with her here too. Camille is a, a professional registered nurse. She's a medical technical consultant for feature films and, and television, a private investment manager. So she does a lot of things. She's also a self-published author of Aaron's Energy, an unexpected journey through grief and the afterlife with my brilliant son. She's the publisher and curator of Gathering at the Doorway, an anthology. And I've heard a lot about this book, so I'm interested in talking to her about this, an anthology of signs, visits, and messages from the afterlife and she's also contributed a chapter to chicken soup for the soul grieving loss and healing and the beauty of a grieving mother she, she's been appearing in podcasts radio and youtube shows and some live events and all the earnings from her books are going to charitable causes join us next week and hear camille's wonderfully expire, inspiring story this week, we've been talking with N. Riley Haggerty, and he's been with us for the seventh time. He's another of my favorite Seek Reality guests because he's someone who is devoting his life, just as Craig Hogan and I are, to doing something that seems obscure now. But it is going to be seen in retrospect as having been absolutely essential pioneering work in preserving these amazing core source materials from the heyday of spiritual communications, which centered around the turn of, believe it or not, more than a century ago now, all of these books were common knowledge more than a hundred years ago. Like Michael Tim, who is also our recent guest, he's one of those people who are going to be celebrated after he's gone home. And frankly, that's a good way to be celebrated because when you're famous, when you're here, you've got some inconveniences about being famous, you know, you, but it, he's not going to have to worry about having a paparazzi tearing up the book and be your bushes to get a picture. But one day, these people are going to be celebrated because we've had a, a conspiracy. I know you don't think of the of the church and, and science conspiring to keep the truth from you, but they are doing that now. Riley, thank you for the work you're doing. It's indispensable. Please just keeping, keep up doing this wonderful, wonderful work for humankind. One day you are going to be celebrated. Bless you, sir. I'm so grateful for all you do. And my dear friends, it's time to mention once again that Seek Reality Online is now live, and it is your one-stop source for all things afterlife. You are powerful. You are eternal. And Craig Hogan and I are doing all we can to help you know that that's true. Just go to seekreality.com and start to learn what really is going on. The Afterlife Research and Education Institute is Seek Reality Online's great nonprofit cousin. Both of them are now headed by our beautiful friend, Dr. R. Craig Hogan. And Craig is the sole living person who is most on top of everything afterlife and greater reality. 
And they and AREI actually puts out a wonderful monthly newsletter too. Just go to aptlifeinstitute.org and sign up to learn as much as you can from the man who remains my primary teacher. As you know, my own nonfiction books are Liberating Jesus, My Thomas, The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, The Fun of Growing Forever, The Fun of Living Together. And very soon now, when we have the website for, for it, The Fun of Loving Jesus, Embracing the Christianity that Jesus Taught. Don't you think it's time for him to have a turn? For young children, there's also The Fun of Meeting Jesus. And you can order all these books through bookstores or on Amazon.com. The adult books are also available as audiobooks. And we've really grown out of time now. So it's time for me just to say, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy. Please make the most of this coming week in our one reality, knowing always that you are a powerful, eternal being forever. You never, ever were born. You never, ever are going to die. And you in particular in the whole universe, you most of all, you are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.